Wait, okay, so Arabic tattoos are in. Arabic tattoos are totally in right now. What are the other like big trends? Geometric tattoos, stipple tattoos, so dot work tattoos are mm. pretty big. Black work in general, I think. Welcome to Society. I'm Patrick. I'm Lee. And I'm Sam. And Happy New Year to everyone and our listeners. 2019. Wild. I feel like 2018 was insanely fast fever dream and also painfully inexplicably long. Like, to put a little bit into context for those of you maybe who are just like blown away by how this year like progressed through time, which doesn't seem real. The Tide Pod debacle happened in January. Oof. Whoa. And that just like Tide like, Pod. Let's mark our years by, by, our by, by Tide we Pod. We are now one year post Tide Pod. Hope everybody <laughs> feeling better from New Year's. Hope you're recovering from the night. If you ate any Tide Pods, call a hospital. So who are we talking to this week? So this week we're talking to Cassandra Knox. She is a local tattoo artist. We actually found her on a Thrillist article, 21 Chicago-based artist you need to follow on Instagram. I, I gave the list to Sam and I was like, Sam, go find us a tattoo artist. And it was the first person he reached out to. And that's been something that's so rewarding about this podcast so far is people want to come hang out in Sam's kitchen and talk to us. And, and that's been really cool. So Cassandra, thanks thanks for doing that. But yeah, so she's been an artist in Chicago for a few years now. She's at Evoke Tattoo, which is a relatively new tattoo shop that is mission focused on being a comfortable and open and welcoming place. Pretty cool shop that you should definitely check out. Uh, really excited to interview Cassandra. I was doing a little bit of, of research on the history of tattoo art in Chicago and found some pretty cool things. Chicago used to have the largest red light district in the United States. It was kind of uh, congregated down on State Street around Jackson, so the loop yeah. part of State Street. And there was the largest driver of activity there was there was a naval base that was up north and all the Navy people were around like 18 years old, you know, 18 to 21. And they would come down to have a night out in the city. And... Back in that time, if you were part of the armed forces, tattoos were a really big deal. And that was especially true for people in the Navy. So all of these these people would come around to the city, go to the red light district, and there was all these CD tattoo shops where they would go and get their, you know, giant Navy proud <laughs> tattoos. And the Navy base ended up moving or, or leaving Chicago area and the red light district kind of like shrunk up and all these tattoo shops went out of business and Chicago didn't have any tattoo artists for years. And then the first tattoo shop to come back was Tattoo Tattoo, which is still there on Belmont. Yeah. And they were the only tattoo shop in Chicago for years and became so popular because it was it was literally the only one for so long. I don't have the number on number of tattoo shops now, but they're everywhere. A lot. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm blank slate. No tattoos. Same. I have one. <laughs> I think in Chicago, especially people our age that I've seen that have tattoos have a lot more have a lot more personal or creative tattoos than I've seen of groups of people our age in other cities. I think obviously I haven't spent that much time in other cities, but it always, whenever I see someone with tattoos here in Chicago, I can ask him about it. And there's usually a really good story behind it or a very personal meaning for it, which sometimes, you know, you ask someone, oh, like, what is, why'd you get that tattooed? What does that mean? And they're just like, oh, I just like it, which is totally fine to <laughs> yeah. do. But I feel like in Chicago, people have a lot more stories they want to share about the tattoo art. 
I I don't know much about this community. I, I reached out to Cassandra, like Lee said, from a list I found on the internet. So I'm excited to have this conversation because I'm excited to learn about it. Let's get talking to Cassandra. So you grew up in New York. Yeah, I was born in Long Island. Okay. I lived there for most of my life until I was turning like 18, 19. And then we moved to Rochester, New York, where my mother is originally from. And then I was there for like six years before I came here, but that's where I started working in tattoo shops. Nice. So how old were you when you moved here? I was just turning 24. Okay. Yeah, so I was still kind of a baby. Yeah. Like didn't really know what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, how did, you, how did you get into tattoo art? Oh, man, I guess the Reader's Digest version of that is just that I was always interested in art as a kid. Both of my parents were creative, so my mom was a painter and my dad was a photographer, and they both went to school for art. So we were always encouraged from a young age to, like, create things. And I started out pretty young, like, drawing and painting. And I was just, I was always very fascinated by tattoos. And I started basically just, like, collecting tattoo magazines as a teenager and, like, drawing out of them. Whoa. And I always wanted a tattoo, obviously. I don't know. That that was a thing that I think early on I wanted to be heavily tattooed. It was just something that I saw on other people that I liked. And then I got my first tattoo when I was 16 and kind of like went from there. Nice. And just started hanging out in tattoo shops being like the annoying kid that was always around. <laughs> did you know anybody who did it growing up or not until you kind of knocking not, on their doors and, and showing up every day? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Not until I really started getting tattooed. I had older cousins that were like heavily tattooed and had sleeves and things like that. But um, I didn't know anybody that was actually a tattooer until I was like a little bit older. Yeah. How does one become a tattooer? Because like clearly there's more than just painting a picture on somebody, you know? Sure. There, there are different avenues and now they have things even like tattoo schools and things like that. But I really think that the best way to go about becoming a tattoo artist or getting an apprenticeship is getting tattooed by people that you respect. That's pretty much the easiest way is building a network and meeting people that tattoo and just drawing your ass off. It's very anxiety inducing, I think, when you first start out. And I think most people feel that way where you're first starting out and you're just tattooing friends. Yeah. You're putting something permanent on your friends and regardless whether they trust you to fix it later on, et cetera, or you're like tattooing yourself, it's still a lot of pressure. So, I mean, that's part of where too, like getting tattooed a lot comes in because you kind of get a better feel for how certain areas of body feel and like how to approach that. So I, I have a thing where I just, I don't trust tattooers that, aren't covered in tattoos like they make me really nervous like people that tattoo now and you you see that a lot now because uh, a lot of younger kids will like go to art school and then like want to become a tattooer yeah so there are different avenues now than like when i first started so you said your first tattoo was when you were 16 well 15 with the the diy 14 with the diy yeah (laughs) what was the what was the first one i still have it i haven't covered it it's a little cross on my ankle oh i just did with uh stick and poke i think i i took a sewing needle from the arts and crafts center at a camp that I was going to at the time with some other girls. And we all gave each other like stick and poke tattoos, wow. but I administered my own. Okay. I mean, <laughs> what was your first official tattoo? <laughs> uh, my first official tattoo. And I still have that also, even though I, I have the start of a full back piece, but it's on my lower back and it's just a small Celtic knot that I oh. got. Yeah. So when you moved to Chicago, were you already a tattoo artist or were you moving here to pursue that? I was 
actually moving here to go to culinary school initially because I had worked in a tattoo shop in Rochester, New York. I had done counter like counter work there. So I was basically like the receptionist and I was looking to get into tattooing. And I also did piercings there for a while. And I had started an apprenticeship, but the, the person that I worked for was kind of uh, like a loose cannon, for lack of a better description. Okay. Yeah. And it was really hard to work there. So when I had the opportunity to move, I wasn't sure that I wanted to go back into tattooing or like even pursue that. So I actually applied at the Chic Institute here when it was still open. And that ended up, I think, being more than I could take on at the time. And I was I, I was fortunate enough to meet a woman tattooer through a friend of mine here that, you know, I had talked to and she kind of decided to take me under her wing and do a proper apprenticeship. So that's that awesome. I, yeah, that I did that here. So cool. So what did you notice was different about doing tattoo art in Chicago as opposed to Rochester, New York? It's a much bigger city. Okay. Uh, and I think that, well, there's definitely way more tattoo shops. There are more artists here. It's very diverse in terms of style. You know, just again, because Rochester, New York is like a very small city and Chicago is big. So it's infinite in terms of possibilities of tattoo shops that you can get tattooed at or work at. And then like just different art scenes as well. That was both really, really cool and really scary coming here, I think, too. Do you see the tattoo art scene in Chicago overlapping with other art scenes? Yeah, I think the the community here is very diverse in the sense that you have you have a lot of people that have been tattooing for a very long time here. And then you have newer tattooers, again, like people that are coming out of art school that are, you know, up and coming tattooers in the city that are all really talented. Like for each style, everything's a little bit different. And I mean, we even have a stick and poke scene here in Chicago, oh, wow. which is really crazy. You know, you have a lot of younger kids that are trying to learn, they're, like they're trying to break in, but they're going a completely different route. And a lot of people would call that like, like hipster tattoos, I guess, <laughs> but to each their own. It's like everybody kind of has their own way of learning. But most of the tattooers I know in the city are all like very involved in the art scene in various respects. So that's that's really nice because you do see that in other cities like New York City for sure, LA for sure. But I feel like here it's it's very tight knit. Everybody kind of knows each other in a, one regard or another. And we all kind of like respect each other, which is cool. Is there like a sh like a formal Chicago tattoo artist community or is it just kind of like a loose... It's kind Fellowship. of, I feel like it's kind of loose, but at the same time, again, it's, it's close knit in the sense that most people who have been tattooing a while here and know each other. We go to each other's art shows. Mm. I'm part of a, a group called Broad Squad that I started with um, some other female tattooers and we meet once or twice a month to discuss issues in tattoo shops that pertain to being a woman. And, you know, also we're coordinating like fundraiser stuff for the communities. So there's a lot of stuff like that going on and it all kind of like intersects. That's awesome. Head. How did you start Broad Squad? That was an idea that was started. My friend, uh, Speck Osterhout, who works at Logan Square Tattoo, she initially came up with the idea to get us all together to meet. And then we kind of like coordinated doing that. It started out where it was just a meet up there. And now we kind of like go around. Sometimes I have people over, they come over to my place or we go there and we sit around and draw and talk about lady stuff and talk about tattooing. I mean, <laughs> so <it's pretty> rad. <laughs> what are some prevailing kind of issues or topics that women tattoo artists confront and, and talk about? I think that it is very similar to other heavily like male dominated industries where when I started like nine years ago that you see a lot more female tattooers now, it's much more common, but 
it's not without having to have dealt with bullying and things of that nature, like being a woman in a shop and walking up to a counter and you go to talk to a customer and they're kind of like, can I talk to a tattooer? And you're like, uh, I, I am a tattooer <laughs> and you have to overcome things like that. I don't know. There, it's a, it's a really mixed bag because I think it's like great being a female in the industry. And I have a lot of clients that appreciate like being tattooed by women because I feel like they're made to feel more safe at times or more comfortable. But, you know, again, it's not without like overcoming adversity and kind of dealing with something that has since the beginning been like very male dominant. Right. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you guys are able to to form that community then even within the like larger Chicago tattoo artist community. Yeah, absolutely. So where are you working at now? I work at a private studio called Evoke Tattoos. It's located in Ukrainian Village on uh, Chicago Avenue. It was started by Brooke Michael Engelhart and Marcy Mundo. They worked at Tattoo Tattoo together in Wicker Park. And um, they just kind of decided, you know, over a period of time that they wanted to create a space where they could work without the pressure of walk-ins and where they could provide that space to other artists and also create like a safe space where people feel comfortable and at home, regardless of like gender or body type or anything like that. Because a lot of the time when you walk into tattoo shops and it's an open format, you have other artists walking around and like looking at people when they're trying, you know, getting intimate parts of their bodies tattooed or there's no private room, like things like that. Now in retrospect, looking at when I was younger, like that was an issue for me, like Mm -hmm. getting certain parts of my body tattooed and kind of like feeling uncomfortable. And I think a lot of shops now are gearing towards more of a private studio atmosphere where like people can be a little bit, a little bit more laid back and a little bit more comfortable, you know? So yeah, I've, I've been there I started there September 1st, so it's like a rather new thing. But I've spent most of my tattoo career working in busy street shops. Okay. So it's nice to be at like, basically I'm at a point where I have enough clients that I can just like work on who I want to work on. For sure. Yeah, so you're not doing walk-ins at all anyway? No, not unless it, yeah. (laughs) Congrats. (laughs) Thanks, it's pretty rad. Yeah, it's it's nice not having to like walk into a potential landmine, for lack (laughs) of a better description, you know, like. Just having somebody walk in and you don't you don't really know them and the person could want something totally insane that's not conducive with mm. a tattoo. Or your style or... Yeah, or <laughs> anything like that, exactly. Yeah, it seems like Evoke is a much more inclusive space for both people getting the tattoos and then people giving the tattoos. Yeah, it, it feels like a sanctuary. It's weird. Like I've kind of been pinching myself the last few months. <laughs> it's really nice. That's awesome. How did you get to that level that you now have this freedom with clients, this ability to work at a forward-thinking, cutting-edge studio? What do you think kind of set you apart in your career to to make it to where you are? I think mostly just trying to be diligent and like building a steady clientele over the last, you know, like eight and a half years or so of tattooing. I started out at a really busy street shop that was like pretty much strictly walk-ins here I'm not entirely sure how the transition between that and now happened other than hard work and just really like trying to be personable and again, trying to like make people feel comfortable and do the best job that I can. And Mm -hmm. I think that that has helped me a ton. And I think also networking within the tattoo community has because here in Chicago, one of the nice things too about the tattoo community as a whole is if somebody wants a tattoo And let's say like, I don't have the capability to do the style that they want. I'll refer them to someone else. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, it's the same for 
for other artists that I know, if they like, if they don't have time or they think that I might do the tattoo better, we kind of refer each other. So I think it's kind of like a, like a happy combination of all that stuff. And I feel like very fortunate to be at that point where I can sort of make my own appointments and be my own boss. It's pretty red. How has the city of Chicago influenced you as an artist? Oh man, I think um, <laughs> in a in a lot of ways, it's it's just given me tenacity. Like it's made me a little bit tougher because this isn't like the easiest city to live in. It's one of the greatest cities to live in, in my mind, um, because I think we're really spoiled in terms of like music, art, food, like all the culture here is is really, really wonderful. And I think that the diversity of Chicago has also affected my various artistic styles that that influence me and things like just things that I've seen here. It's, it's just an amazing city to be because you can get like so many experiences in one place. And how many Chicago themed tattoos have you have you done? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I lost count of that probably like like four or five years ago because it's been a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you said previously, too, that you had clients. How does that work? Do people typically get multiple tattoos from you or do you you build relationships with these people then? Yeah, definitely. And I I have several clients now that I, I've been tattooing for like the last six years. And they're really amazing because they fully trust me and they'll come to me with an idea and just be like, hey, I have this idea. Can you draw it out? Yeah, I have clients that have done like upwards of 10 tattoos or more on. I've had I have certain clients that I've done like full back pieces on, things like that. So yeah, I think a lot of that just has to do with trust. And I, th- I think some people find one artist that they get really comfortable with. I've collected a lot. So I have tattoos from all over the place. I have tattoos from different shops I've worked in, from places that I've visited around the country. And then there are other people that I tattoo where they'll come in and they just, they're kind of collecting. So they want like one tattoo for me, but then I'll see tattoos from three other tattooers in the city that I know and I'll be able to like pick that stuff out and that's kind of cool too. You recognize your people you know's art? Yeah, yeah. Because there there are a lot of artists in Chicago too that have like very distinctive styles where the things that they do all look very much alike. So it's easier to pick out somebody. You see a tattoo and you're like, oh, so-and-so from Speakeasy did that or like this person from revolution did that you know so it's like you can kind of tell you talked about how it was traditionally a very like male dominated industry mm-hmm. do you see that kind of shifting to be more inclusive like Evoke? oh yeah that's actually that's really exciting to see it's happening very much throughout the tattoo community as a whole but also in our city i mean there are tattooers there are tattooers now that are women there are tattooers that are transgender there are tattooers that are non-binary there are tattooers that are people of color Whereas a lot of the time, like back in the early 2000s, for example, like when I first started getting tattooed, you didn't see that. Like you didn't see as much of that anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really kind of encouraging to see that shift in tattooing and see more of a balance between people that didn't used to be a part of the community versus like your typical like white male tattoo guy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that has also like kind of changed the people that are getting tattooed. Like it seems like more people are wanting to get tattooed now because they have more options in terms of like who can tattoo them. It sounds like what you're describing is the culture changing to a more inclusive, like more positive art focused atmosphere than just like angry white dudes uh, tattooing each other. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, or people thinking that like everyone that's heavily tattooed must be a criminal or Mm. like, you know, people that have visible tattoos or 
the scourge of the earth. Like it, it's becoming much more acceptable overall, um, like within society. And I think that's really cool too. Yeah. And you also see companies becoming more lax with, you know, what's acceptable from a tattoo showing perspective and just kind of a shift towards, you know, this is the new normal and, uh, you know, stuff like reality shows about tattoo shops becoming mainstream. Like I used to, that used to be my jam. Definitely. And I think, I think those shows, cause I'm like, I watch those shows too. And I actually, um, I've been emailed by a few of those shows about like interviewing for them and I can't, I have like very high anxiety. I can't imagine having like cameras around doing what I do. And then also I feel like a lot of those shows kind of make people look foolish from time to time. Like it's because they want more drama than than focusing on the tattoos, but they're very entertaining. And I think they've been kind of like a a double-edged sword to tattooing where they have made it like more accessible to the general public and maybe made tattoos less taboo in a lot of sense or in a lot of ways or other. But I think at the same time, it's also like created this thing where everybody that comes into the tattoo shop thinks that you want to hear their life story (laughs) (laughs) because they do that on like LA Inc. And, you know, some of the other shows where they, they focus heavily on like somebody's like very sad story of why they want a tattoo. (laughs) And yeah, I think, and in some ways that's cool because it opens like a dialogue between the tattoo artist and the customer, but then it can also be like overwhelming and weird sometimes. Mm. Yeah. They're like, this is how much weight this tattoo has for me. And yeah. Like, and I'm like, Oh God. Okay. No pressure. So for listeners who are interested in becoming a tattoo artist, like what, what can they do to kind of prepare? My best advice for anybody that's interested in, in tattooing is to just draw, draw, draw. Um, if you are, currently like in art school or you're not in art school, but you know, maybe you want to take some drawing classes. That's really helpful or just do it on your own. The better, the better you are technically at drawing, the better you can be at tattooing when given the proper tools to do that. And like the technical aspect of it. And that being said, one of the the avenues that I took to get into tattooing was just getting tattooed a lot and getting tattooed by people that I respected, whose styles I liked you can always ask questions, try not to try not to overwhelm anyone that you don't really know by like being maybe too inquisitive, but that's just how you learn anything is you just like kind of immerse yourself in it, ask a lot of questions, buy books, do research, and just try to go about it in a, a sense that it's something that takes a lot of work and a lot of determination. And if you have that and you kind of meet the right people, you can become a tattooer. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we actually found you through Instagram. And I'm curious to know, has Instagram really changed kind of your career as a tattoo artist? Has it changed how you do your job? Or is it just something that's more connecting with other artists? It's a little bit of both. But I think it's definitely helped me in terms of building a clientele. Because it, it does give you a platform when you use social media properly for your work to be available to more people. Like, you know, I don't think if we were back in MySpace days, you guys necessarily would have found my portfolio or anything <laughs> right. like that. And I get I get at least, I want to say, three to five emails a week just from people that have found my profile on Instagram, which is really amazing because that's not something that would happen like nine years ago. Like people didn't, well, people occasionally you get somebody hit you up randomly on Facebook and be like, hey, I found your profile on blah, 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 website, whatever. But it's it's kind of been a game changer. And I know a lot of people too that really utilize it and they've like blown up. 
with other artists? Has it gone to the point that Instagram is like monetizing tattoo artists because of their follower base to promote or do any special sponsorships like there are in other Instagram famous worlds? <laughs> yeah, I think um, that that's definitely a thing in tattooing for sure. And there, you know, there are people that are sponsored by like ink companies or tattoo machine companies. I mean, that's really cool. I think it's it's cool. And again, also like a double edged sword kind of thing where is that what we want the industry to be? Mm -hmm. I guess it all just depends on you as a person. Cool. Yeah. So any advice for people who don't have a tattoo but want to get one? Well, it's not as scary as it sounds. Mostly like the biggest thing is knowing what you want to get tattooed. And then the best way to find somebody that is compatible with the style that you want is to really do your research, look up local tattoo shops, look through artist portfolios, ask questions, email people. If you get weird vibes from people when you go into a shop, maybe that's not the person that should tattoo you. Don't ever let anybody intimidate you into getting something that you don't want to get, getting something bigger than you want to get, or getting it somewhere on your body that you don't want. And definitely don't ever let anybody make you feel uncomfortable. Getting tattooed is like a, already a very vulnerable thing. And there's no reason that anybody should be made to feel uncomfortable when they're getting tattooed, especially when you're, you're giving somebody money to put something permanent on you forever. Yeah, I don't know. It's really awesome that like your body is the work of art, you know? Yeah. Like what a way to celebrate your body by making it <laughs> more of a piece of art. Just decorate it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, what a compliment to outside of our conversation earlier, people getting too sappy and wanting to tell you their life story. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are those really meaningful pieces that are very therapeutic to people and to be a part of that experience, I think has to be pretty, pretty powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean to diminish uh, that aspect of my job by saying that earlier by any means it's really amazing and I'm always dumbfounded when people trust me to like create something that's like very meaningful to them and or when people come up and they're like I really love your work it's still it still makes me feel good um and I think that's a really that's a really great aspect of tattooing too is to be able to help people like decorate themselves to commemorate things to you know do something that makes them feel more confident about their bodies yeah, it's pretty red. Nice. Um, I did have one more question for tattoo artists that find themselves in Chicago. They already have kind of an established client base elsewhere. They have skill. What would your recommendation be to them to get kind of integrated into the Chicago tattoo community? Oh, if they're um, coming from like other cities? And yeah, they're already established. They're, they're yeah. artists, but they're new to Chicago. I think most other tattooers would know that, again, like the, the best way to kind of network is to go into other tattoo shops. And um, I found that here in Chicago, everybody is very accommodating and very inviting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you are a tattooer with a, an established clientele or good portfolio, like just go into shops, meet people. They're all really nice. There may be a few jerks out there, but not a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the best way. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I did have a question too. You mentioned collecting. Yeah, that's okay. So that's like a thing where people just get tattoos wherever they go. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I think it's it's become bigger now, too, again, with like the advent of Instagram and Facebook and things like mm. that, where um, people just they follow certain tattooers and then they kind of want to collect tattoos from reputable tattooers around. So sometimes I'll meet somebody that comes in to get tattooed and they've got like 20 really dope tattoos by other tattooers from around the country. And I think that's great. And I wish I had done that when I was younger, but I didn't really know any better. So 
So if people want to maybe see your work or reach out to you about getting a tattoo, how can they get a hold of you? So the best way to look at my work would be, I have a website and that is www.cnoxktattoo.com. I'm also on Instagram at cnoxtattoo. You can email me for inquiries at cnoxtattoo at gmail.com. And there's also a website for shop which is uh, www.evoketattoos.com. Awesome. And we'll post that all on our website so listeners can find you there as well. Cool. Um, Sam, what are you going to get? I don't know. I said I'd get Gandalf, and that'd be pretty good. I feel like I got to get Gandalf the Grey, not Gandalf the White, like before his his resurrection. The the White Wizard, but I think Gandalf the Grey is probably better, a little bit cooler. Yeah, he's a little bit more mysterious, I feel. I don't know. (laughs) Man, now I like have to get that. I, see, now I'm like thinking. Anyways, <laughs> glad, glad that <laughs> I'm flustered now. You sparked your interest. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Also, uh, thank you for not murdering me because I, I watch a lot of true crime TV and listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. So that was a little scary coming <laughs> here. But yeah, my friend in <laughs> California was like, "So you just interview these people?" And I was like, "Yep." And he was like, "They just..." go to your guys's apartments <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean and he was like i was like we go, we'll go to them but they always are just happy to come here <laughs> like... i loved throughout that whole interview how you could track her growth as both an artist and a member of the tattoo community here in chicago that is something that's so cool and so special that is a great story that she was able to share with us and able to highlight as part of what the city is. Yeah, I, as somebody who doesn't have any tattoos nor really know any tattoo artists, I, it was cool to see just how tight-knit that community is um, and to see that it's more than just like a trade or a profession. It's like a community of artists. So that was really interesting. What I really like that it, that came across is how meticulous this art form is and how serious it is. And you could tell that she doesn't take that for granted. Choosing to go into that field and hone your craft and how humble she was about continuing to improve. I mean, she has 6,000 Instagram followers. Like, she's made it. But she still feels like there's so much more growth for her there. I think that's really cool. It was great to see just how inclusive of an art form and a community it is. That was something that I had no clue about, but it makes sense. And it's cool to see that Cassandra and the others at Evoke are kind of putting that at the forefront. So Lee, who are we talking to next week? So next week we have Harold Green on, um, who is a very established poet in Chicago. He performed at the mayoral inauguration and some really cool big events. So I'm really excited to talk to him and hear about what it's it's been like for him to develop a career and, and uh, a, a successful one in poetry in Chicago. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to give us a shout out, you can rate, review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. You can subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, on Overcast, all those other random podcast listening apps. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Society on both of those platforms. Our website is Society.com and you can shoot us an email at SocietyPodcast.com. Let us know what you think and let us know if you uh, know of any communities we can talk to, any people that we should be hitting up and please feel free to share this with your friends send them a link to our show it would really help us out to get the word out and hopefully share these really cool communities with even more people than we're already reaching thank you for listening we'll uh, we'll be back next week